dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Blunt Business here on CannabisRadio.com. That's our first episode for 2020. And I'm so thankful for all of you that listened to all the episodes that we churned out last year as we really chronicled the ongoing evolution of the cannabis industry from the business side. And I want to just give a couple of quick programming notes before we get started with our guests for our first program of the new year. Now, we added a couple of new programs to the lineup here on Cannabis Radio that um, here behind the scenes we're working on that really proud of having on. That's going to take some of the burden of some of the programs that we had on Blunt Business because there were certain programs that we had on when it came to the financial or say the uh, executive recruiting, the uh, profiling of uh, pro- uh, corporate profiles of those that are within the industry to give a real idea of what this is all about, the people behind it, the thought processes, and some of the things that I obviously might be a little bit out of my pay grade, out of my purview. I can only ask so many direct questions, but to get some real more internal, in-depth content, we have brought on a number of new programs that did start late last year. I wanted to go ahead and make sure to let you know that some of the ghosts, guests you might hear you would think would be on Blunt Business. We have shuffled them over to some of our other shows that we would think that would be a much better fit. A couple of programs I want to just point out to you is one of our programs called Green Peak, hosted by Richard Zwicky. It's a program that really works on the financial investment side. It's a wonderful program. I already have a number of episodes that have already been listed on the uh, website, CannabisRadio.com. I would highly implore all of you to check out the Green Peak. And I would also say the same thing for the Cutting Edge of Cannabis, hosted by Ella Smith. Uh, he's with the American Cannabis Company. Um, Cutting Edge of Cannabis talks more about the innovations and the new ideas and processes that are going on within the business. So when it comes to everything from extraction to uh, new technologies to new products, we're really focusing on that on Cutting Edge of Cannabis. That's a great show we have there for all of you out there. And also want to just point you out to Plant Profits, the show we started up last summer and is now hosted by Vern Davis. He's with Protus Global, and it's a show that really talks about, we do talk somewhat shop, a real high-end 30,000-foot uh, in the clouds view of business. But then more importantly, we get to really understand the executives, those top decision makers, the, pop, the, the leaders in the industry. We're trying to talk to those people that are really trend-setting and giving us a direction. Some of those that are coming in from different areas of interest where they could be from the food industry, where they could be from the tobacco industry, whatever it might be, what they're bringing to the table to the cannabis industry. Blunt Business will still be your show for the mainstream side. We're still going to talk about the issues, the policy issues, the advocacy issues, the things that are affecting our industry, even from a cultural standpoint in some cases, and diversity, things like that, where we're looking at bringing on the right people on to also talk about various issues that are current and in the forefront of our industry. Obviously with 2020, now that we go into the program, so many things that are going on, we're waiting for a passage, hopefully by the Senate of the the Safe Banking Act. As always, we are always looking for new news that might come across when it comes to legalization, whether it's a state 
uh, enacted state-by-state state legalization courtesy of the States Act, or whether a 2020 presidential candidate that might come into office would be able to go and offer some kind of legalization that will unleash the burden that is being put on and the really the obstacles that the industry is dealing with right now to really go ahead and go full speed ahead with full legalization for every state that wants to do so and to open the doors to many opportunities for those that are waiting for the cannabis industry to have their doors opened so it is accepted, it is legalized, and everybody can be coming into play in this great market that we have right now because everybody's learning about it, more and more people every day. So that's what Blumpus is here for. With that said, I want to go ahead and talk about risk management here on the program today. And joining me on the program is Rocco Petrilli and Tamala McBath. First of all, Rocco Petrilli is the chairman and Tamala McBath is the chief execution officer of the NCRMA, the National Cannabis Risk Management Association. Rocco, Tamala, thanks for listening to my diatribe for a few minutes and thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for the welcome. We, we appreciate, uh, we both appreciate the opportunity uh, to uh, appear on your broadcast and, uh, you know, look forward to uh, a fruitful conversation uh, about uh, our purpose and uh, what we, uh, what our mission allows us to bring to the cannabis industry. So let's give a little bit of a context context when it comes to the National Cannabis Risk Management Association. So the NCRMA provides a rapidly growing membership and with pioneering and innovative risk management and insurance solutions through its expansive list of high value service partners and offerings. So I got Rocco, let me go ahead and start with you and give me an idea of the types of members that are coming on board and talk to me about the importance of risk management and having insurance to cover that kind of risk management. The kind of things that are real pressing topics that you deal with right now. All right, great. Well, primarily, uh, our membership is made up of uh, owners and operators uh, in the cannabis market. Uh, not only those that uh, are directly plant-touching businesses, but but also also those who are ancillary to you know the the manufacturing, processing, packaging, and then dispensing of cannabis. Uh, the uh, we also have uh, you know some membership outside of that. So, you know, when you, think, when you think in the terms of who's ancillary, you really need to think of the terms of anyone who uh, is associated in any way, shape, or form with, with, uh, with cannabis that indeed can benefit from a risk management platform. Tamala, uh, let me go ahead and reach out to you. Talk to me about <clears throat> the really the types, of, if you give me a little bit of a breadth of the menu of services that the NCRMA offers and the things that you really are looking for potential members to look out and why they should come to an organization like yours. You know, I love the way that you pronounce my name, but it's not quite that exotic. It's just plain Tamala, but oh. I love the way you, I love the way you pronounce it. You can continue. <laughs> well, like I'm, I'm going to start calling you that. Oh, so. Tamala, I've been <laughs> called like worse. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I've been called much worse, but I was good. I was enjoying that. You know, really what we want to do is um, look at our membership across the board. So, you know, risk management is a financial service. Usually it's classified as one. And so we see a lot of, um, as Rocco said earlier, a lot of the ancillary services coming on board. But when we look at uh, what needs are, we are seeing it uh, from a, we see the need for business strategy. 
um, we see the need for um, proper hiring and, and um, people management uh, from that perspective as well. So I think when you ask what we're seeing or what we want to deliver, I think we're definitely assessing our membership now. Uh, we have a plethora of, of businesses and um, ancillary businesses that have joined or that are also looking into getting information from those areas. So now we're assessing our membership and really putting together um, pertinent information that they're going to need. And we're saying it really across the board. So if we, if we said, Hey, this is what we're providing only, I think we would be missing it um, for our constituency because now we're saying that we've got to be innovative and cutting edge. And really we're in a pioneering um, and it's, it's really exciting. We're in a pioneering position uh, now to be able to get in the trenches with our members and potential members to be able to provide this needed information uh, across a lot of areas. At the moment, the NCRMA has over 2,000 members, and you survey the association's members to hear their thoughts on some of the top risks facing the industry as we turn into 2020. And I want to talk about that and focus on that for the rest of the program. But before we get to that, I want to ask about the feedback that you got from members and learn about the ongoing risks that are overall important to you that have been most addressed and maybe anything that might not have, you might not have realized that has come across. It's important uh, to, to rewind a bit uh, back to, you know, not only what we're hearing more recently from our members, but what we had heard initially. Uh, initially we went out uh, with, uh, more, more of a uh, plan to what I'll, what I'll define as address the output side of risk management. And, and we ask our members very simply uh, their impressions of the available insurance product in the market. And, uh, you know, the feedback was, was resounding in terms of uh, the members feeling, number one, that the insurance was overpriced and that, uh, you know, the limited capacity in the industry really caused it to be uh, misrepresentative of the type of uh, risk that they were attempting to protect themselves against or insure themselves against. There, there were uh, uh, a multitude of exclusions in, in the policies and, and what our members told us, because again, we have been since day one an association that is committed to you know, move forward with, uh, you know, the majority opinions of its members is that uh, the reasons that they were paying these high premiums were really to, to satisfy some type of a compliance requirement or check a box and also, uh, but really didn't have any hopes or dreams of, you know, collecting on a claim, uh, you know, even short of filing a claim. Uh, so, so initially what we did is we put a lot of time and effort into work with the available cat capacity in the insurance industry to try to develop uh, insurance products and uh, people uh, who uh, represent those insurance products of now of which who we vet and appoint through our appointed brokers program to, to help our members out. So, so, Moving forward then, with, with that effort in place, uh, we began to then drill down and define a risk management platform. And we found very quickly that that risk management platform uh, 
needed to be non-traditional because we were serving a non-traditional industry. And uh, so, so what we did is well, let's as go ahead we and were, talk about what what we have as the, as those certain points. Unfortunately, we have to go to rent to a break. I'm with Rocco Petrilli and Tamala McBath. They are with the National Cannabis Risk Management Association. And I'll go and let you go and finish that point, and we'll go ahead and get into some of the top risks facing the industry going into 2020, according to the NCRMA. We'll talk about what their members said after the break. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Trends and technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The cutting edge of cannabis. Consulted by the American Cannabis Company. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. About a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point. Download and play while you like yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to Blunt Business. I'm here with Rocco Petrilli and Tamala McBeth with the National Cannabis Risk Management Association, the NCRMA. So really quickly, I wanted to go and give you just about 30 seconds to go ahead and come back with the last part you wanted to go and mention there, Rocco. Yeah, well, what, so, so what I was saying is, uh, you know, having that in place, we began to investigate risk of, uh, of our membership really were. And in surveying our members, uh, and what we'll talk about going forward is uh, three, three big areas were identified. Uh, the, the absence well, actually, of... Uh, I'm going to go through those one by one if we could do that. So okay. let me go ahead, uh, I'm going to point those out and we'll go one by one and then we'll go through all of that real quick there. Sure. So first point that's brought up is, like I said, the three biggest risks that NCRMA members identified. Number one is the people issue. There are more jobs than there are applicants, which slows business growth. So I guess there's a number of factors, I guess you would imagine, where um, the vetting process you might have. Let me ask you real quick. Now, I know with some of the marijuana legislation for state by state, when you are bringing in certain uh, applicants that are brought on board, you do have those that are, you know, that were convicted felons that are, you know, rehabilitated and they're being brought back out into um, public life. 
you have certain people that, and I'm not, I'm not looking to go and judge on anybody in that respect, but I'm saying for that and for those that might have had any kind of a past criminal or, or medical histories that might be questionable, I can imagine that might be something that business owners might have an issue with that might slow business growth. Would that be valid or are there other things that I'm missing? I think that's a valid point, but I think that's definitely going to be based on a business um, policy. So that can be ter- be determined by the individual, you know, company as far as that's concerned. The risk that we see uh, or that in response to our questions about this uh, were more along the lines of what you said before, having um, a pool of talent and also being able to get the right people in the right roles. Very interesting. And along with that, do you set aside any guidelines or do you offer any consulting when it comes to uh, the recruitment process or for those? And also, I guess, is there a risk management for those that we brought in that, you know, they might just come in and might have a very much of a corporate sense and come into play and say, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and bring a different type of style, but it, it might go against what the actual the mission of that company might be. I mean, there might be some people from other sectors that might mm-hmm. come in with different reasons. Is that anything to be concerned about? Well, I think what we find in business across the board is that often, um, often companies will have a business strategy, but that business strategy often is not tied to a talent strategy. So from a consulting standpoint and what we are able to offer to our members, it's helping them to align that business strategy with their talent strategy and to be able to optimize not only those that they already have uh, as employees, but also to be able to help them with what you call the recruiting process or, or um, being able to, to hire the right people or how they look at pools of talent and also how they um, assess that talent. And the other thing I want to ask about, and this, when I think of risk management from all the episodes we've done here on Blunt Business that have been in that area, I always think of compliance. And mm-hmm. so for me, I would imagine you have to have a layer of compliance, not just in terms of, say, software or of different measures being done inside, uh, say, the other cultivation facility or warehouse, but then you have to also have people that are also overseeing the employees to make sure that compliance is met. Is that another thing you also have to worry about that might've been identified here? Well, compliance is, is a big part of any, every business. Uh-huh. And uh, one, one of the things that the NCRMA brings to the table is, you know, because, you know, the, the, uh, the founders of, of the cannabis business, the emerging cannabis business are, you know, come from a different population and are of a different mindset than what we have known traditionally as uh, the typical entrepreneurs and, and business operators. You know, one of, one of the things is the first thing we do is, is we teach these members uh, uh, about the importance of compliance and then, and then bring to them through our own internal capabilities or through our service partner network, uh, uh, different uh, tools and different uh, areas of advice and consultation that will show them, you know, not only that they need to comply, but the best ways to, uh, to satisfy whatever compliance criteria that uh, they find in their particular area. That, that uh, you know, that challenge is, is uh, much more significant 
because again, we have to remember is we're we're dealing we're dealing now with a state regulated industry, so so the compliance factors uh, vary sometimes greatly from state to state. So so we're constantly developing expertise in those states to make sure that uh, you know our members within those states are are, are properly guided. Exactly, and unlike a, a federally. Uh, uh, federal funded or a federally governed uh, compliance program, which a lot of our businesses <clears throat> in this country are under, uh, because that hasn't been developed yet. You're also, it has to be a fluid process as we go forward. So you don't have the same mandates. You don't have the same uh, standards across the board. So as Rocco saying, when you're setting it up a state, you know, state by state, you have to be fluid in what you're developing, even um, really almost on a month-to-month basis, it can change. That is a challenge for our members, and it's actually something that we feel we need to concentrate on to be able to provide resources for them. And we're gonna, let's go and bring up those resources, but first let me go to the second uh, identified risk that NCRMA members identified, and that's the media perception on the industry, and it's and I, God, I thump on this all the time. Often skewing negative, which affects companies' abilities to obtain permits from local governments, gain broader public acceptance, or buy insurance. And we have talked about this on the program ex- ad nauseum, from everything from having the chance to go and offer proper research, which we've talked to certain companies out there. Uh, we had one of our guests on the Resource Innovation Institute that's now finally got a chance to do work where they get to talk about research and work on the kind of research that's, that's, that's out there so that you could actually have more studies and more um, findings that can be found about the cannabis plant so we can see that out there. And then the other perception is the problem of how many companies are offering CBD-related products, which now as you can find on every corner gas station or, or even, you know, liquor stores, things like that, where it, it looks like it's, you know, where it's being portrayed and where it's being places and some of the places are going to make the make the product very questionable and getting product broader broader public acceptance excuse me it's a factor matters you see all the news media obviously whichever lobbying efforts or things like that they're not allowing the debate about cannabis to be allowed in the public forum and if if there's anything out there it's just propaganda and more just were the opportunity to be talking about it and the people that are being brought on to these, to any radio shows, television shows to speak on behalf of the industry, they're bringing on people that are getting suckered in for, you know, and being made for clickbait. And I feel like that's a major issue that comes in here where the wrong people are representing the the industry, where we have great people that could be representing the industry, but they're not the ones being brought up. Obviously it's a power play that the media would play that they want to make sure they're not getting, you know, they're lunch eaten either. So they always want to make sure they're on top. What, what would you say both of you on that? Well, it, you know, what, what you, the, the examples that you uh, have given are, uh, you know, specific examples. If you would expand it into a much broader fashion, you can understand exactly where our members are coming from because they, they came across, you know, very, you know, very bluntly and very practically is, you know, there's there's all kind of news out there. We don't know what to read. We don't know what to listen to. And until we have direction on that, we really can't be sure 
that we can eliminate the risk that this brings to us and allows us to make the right decisions that we need to run our business. And let me preface this. Exactly. That's just because the media right now is mostly inaccurate anyway because mm-hmm. it is about clickbait. It is about just looking to go and make a cash grab. So getting proper information and context for any story, let alone reporting the story and having somebody doing some fact-finding and asking the questions who, what, when, where, and why, it's not being done so that that, again, will not service the industry at all, nor anybody of any industry. Right, right. And I think we totally agree. And what our members are saying to us is it's about trust. It's just really about, you know, we're just not sure who we can trust and what information is sound. And as you just said earlier, and what's just out there, you know, as a part of the cash grab. So we see that it's, that's one of the areas one of the reasons that we are concentrating on that because it is definitely a need and our members are making that very clear. And, and when you say Rocco, we hear that almost just as much as we hear the the people issues. Yeah, we do. We do. And, and for that reason, I mean, we're, we're constantly uh, vetting and, and talking with and trying to expose various media sources and then, you know, make, make intelligent assessments and intelligent uh, decisions to recommend to our members on, uh, you know, where, where they stand uh, the best opportunity to get the accurate information that they need. Now, I want to go ahead and talk about one thing because there's a couple of things I want to make mention of to make mention for those that they not know, might not know about this yet, but the National Cannabis Risk Management Association is not just talking. They are taking action. There's a couple of different things that I want to go ahead and point out to the audience real quick. And one of those is the fact that just recently, just before the end of the year, that you're opening and creating a casualty insurance program to provide members with insurance. And you're looking at the process, you're in the process of registering Garnett Casualty Insurance Corporation in hopes of bringing, quote, normalcy to the nation's cannabis insurance market. And Garnett would be wholly owned by the policyholders, would own, would operate separately for the NCRMA. The plan is to use a single managing general underwriter, an MTU, and multiple managing general agents to serve the membership. And appointed brokers will be able to work directly with these MTAs. So, Rocco, I know you've actually talked about this, and I just wanted to get a little update on what's happened with this program um, and how's it coming along. What's the progress? When can we start seeing people being able to go ahead and sign up for policies? Well, we, the the uh, the insurance company, uh, the member-owned insurance company, is is now registered and recognized. Uh, we uh, we are in the process now of uh, you know uh, working through the membership and and the various capacity again. And I say we, you know, the the NCRMA are the uh, the 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 constituents or or the members of the NCRMA will be the policy owners that will own this mutual insurance company. But, uh, you know, we were also helping the, the MGU out in providing them direction and information that they need, as well as working uh, jointly through our appointed broker program to bring the real sales agents of, uh, of uh, these products, uh, you know, to the forefront and make them available to our members. I want to be very careful to to make sure that it's understood that uh, our our announcement of this uh, cooperation uh, is uh, is not is is more of a commencement 
than it is a culmination. Uh, the, the whole uh, cannabis market right now is con significantly constrained with uh, available capacity for risk. And, uh, you know, it is our plan and uh, in our direction that, uh, you know, if we bring a group uh, or association of membership together and we provide them with specifically and, and very accurately the slate of risk management products and services and training that they need to properly manage and really, you know, cause, uh, cause uh, these, these different uh, areas of risk from negatively impacting our business, then, uh, and, and we bring them together as a solid membership, uh, and uh, we work to, uh, to organize that membership and police that membership to make sure that these products are being used and, and being used productively, then that will work to continue to open uh, insurance capacity in the marketplace because what we're essentially doing is we're working with uh, the uh, you know the 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 reinsurers and and capacity creators in the insurance market to show them that uh, we are indeed putting in places or putting in things that will minimize the risk that they're concerned about because of the absence of history or actuarial data. And there's even more that you're actually doing, more of expansion of what you're actually doing when it comes to the NCRMA, which I want to talk about and give us one of those final identifying factors, the one of the biggest risks that NCRMA members identified. I want to talk about that, so please stick around for our last break. I'm here with Rocco Petrilli, the chairman of the National Cannabis Risk Management Association. Also accompanied with him is his chief, uh, the chief executive execution officer, Tamala McBath. And we're back with them. And final questions in just a moment. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with the Plant Profits. Welcome to another episode of Plant Profits. I am Bert Miller, your host. As you guys know, the purpose of this show is to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry plant profits only on cannabisradio.com hey take a look at this they're selling smart pots <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart where is it not that kind of pot Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Elevate 
Celebrate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at s-h-o-o-g-i-e-s dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. We're back with final questions with the folks of the, the fine folks of the National Cannabis Risk Management Association, the NCRMA. And I'll just point out the website, ncrma.net, ncrma.net. Now, really quickly, uh, final risk. We were talking about the three biggest risks that NCRMA members identified. We've talked about the people issue, being there's more jobs and there are applicants slowing business growth. The media, the perception industry, often skewing negative. Uh, and then finally, it's financial risks, such as banking, payment processing, financing, and funding. Without a safe banking act in play, there's not much that can be done. So the risks are definitely very odd, uh, obvious, excuse me. And any kind of banking that can be done at all, you know, people were still worried about you know, do they have to put money under the mattress or do they have to put things into a safe, things like that. And really, what else can be done? So I can imagine that risk is the biggest of all because of what can be done and what limited uh, things are out there. We talked extensively in the program as well about what can be done where, you know, some trade unions that have offered to be a little bit open to things like that. Um, I know we had uh, at our United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, we had the folks at a herring bank that are based in Colorado and Oklahoma that are at least trying to go and offer banking service or to be Texas and Oklahoma offering banking services and, you know, publicly saying they're helping the cannabis industry in that respect. And, but again, it's very few and far between. So, I mean, what are you seeing right now? Are, are you been able to go and point out to any other options that are out there for companies to help in the areas of finance processing and funding? Well, in terms of, uh, I mean, coming back to compliance, I mean, I think that we've shown is that there's, uh, there's, there's a cross-section uh, and, and there's a place for compliance in all of the three major risk areas that our members have identified that, that we've talked about uh, during this session. But certainly, as you pointed out, uh, you know, banking is the largest and uh, you know, again, we, we have to we have to keep in mind that the, that legislatively it, it's moving in the proper direction, and you know it's it's not that the banks that are out there and remember there's federal banks and there's state banks as well as there's other types of funding uh, institutions. It's not that they don't want to do business in the cannabis market. It's just you know th- those that are. Uh, registered federally right now, given the state of, of the law, aren't permitted to. So, so the efforts happening today are all around compliance and creating, you know, the, the type of uh, uh, the suit of armor or, or the type of safeguards that they need to, to make sure that they're ready to come to the table uh, with the overall solution uh, when indeed uh, uh, legally it moves in that direction. In the meantime, uh, you know, there, there's other options and other opportunities 
that are springing up. And again, it, it's somewhat attuned to insurance. Uh, there's capacity being created, but that capacity is, is nowhere near to the level that it needs to be to satisfy the demand. So, uh, you know, from, from the vantage point of the NCRMA member, what, what the NCRMA does is works with and understands and vets that capacity and uh, educates uh, our members on uh, how to make the decision as to who to work with and who to take their business to. And I think just to uh, play off of that, that the NCRMA, we understand that this is a moving target that, you know, we're not in control of the fix for this. And so we know this is something we're going to have to ride out along with our members, but we, we really want to encourage our members to take a proactive approach because if we wait until it's all said and done, then, Hey, we move forward and, and then our members aren't compliant and they're not ready for it when we get there. So as much as we can, you know, provide member specific guidance and resources to help them have or help them generate positive outcomes that's what we want to do in a proactive way. And in that way, we can try to help our members decrease those risks, which will increase their viability and their financial viability And um, as we move along the spectrum. But I don't think there's a magic bullet. If there was, um, wouldn't you say, Rocco, we would have already, that would have already left the gun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, so uh, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's piecemeal of very small solutions and, uh, Again, trying to, to make as many options available until mm-hmm. the solutions come into play. And I think keeping our ear to ear to the wall as well, and that's one thing that um, we try to make sure we do. I know that that is a priority for Rocco as well. We meet with people along the um, the the industry spectrum just to find out what's happening in these areas, so that we can bring it back. If we find it's a viable resource for our members, we can bring it back to them. And well, one of what our leadership what you have uh, been able to do to help put your you know your ear on the towards the members out there is that it's not just good in getting the feedback from any particular um, polling and surveying that you're doing from your members that you're also increasing the conversation. You are starting a new conference series and going to the website again ncrma.net. I noticed you now have a conference that's going to be coming up. March 22nd to the 24th, it'll be at the Bally's Hotel in Las Vegas. Uh, the areas of interest will be disruptive innovation and cannabis risk management, integration of people strategy into business strategy, renowned news and cannabis. Obviously, all the areas that you covered within the biggest risks that were made as top biggest risks, and obviously there were others that were there, that's what you're going to be discussing. So there's not uh, a lot of information as of yet, but what can you tell me about what you look to go ahead and accomplish for this conference coming up? Um, the opening, I guess, will this be a chance for those that want to be new members to go ahead and interject and be a part of? And, you know, give me the reasons what prompted this conference series to be created. Well, we both could probably speak at once. Rocco, do you want to take it first? No, you're the architect. Uh, <laughs> you're, 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 the, you're the appropriate person to take this one. I don't know. We're we're both pretty excited about it. And um, this is our inaugural meeting for um, the NCRMA. And we're, we're really excited about the response so far. And yes, registration starts this week. 
but we will be hitting on a lot of topics that we feel our members want to hear about. But also we, we, you know, sort of polled our members to find out, as you already said, uh, what's important and what they want to hear. But more than anything, we think it's an important time for us to have, you know, face-to-face interaction with our members and with potential members as they come out and uh, are able to get pertinent information and what's going on in the industry right now. We really feel like it's going to be a great time. This is the first of many. We will be having quarterly meetings throughout uh, the country as we go forward so that even, you know, small group meetings as well uh, that we will invite uh, the, the population to and also potential members to as well. And um, of course, our, our, our registered members um, for NCRMA also. So really excited about it when we um, are getting the word out. But as you see, thank you so much for pointing it out. We'll start registration this week and it will be a finite number. So go ahead and anybody that's listening, if you want to be a part, get registered. Uh, Unfortunately, we can't, uh, we can't do a thousand this time, but we'll try. (laughs) So I think that that's something we really, we really want to um, our members to know and our potential members to know. So there'll be information about that as well, about membership. And um, there'll also be brokers there. There will be, um, major influencers in the industry there that that people will be able to talk to one-on-one. Fantastic. So there we go. We'll leave it at that. Obviously a lot of services that's being done by the NCRMA offering insurance, offering a conference series to offer a public forum for those that want to learn more and have a better understanding of all the issues that we've talked about here on the program. All we did was just, you know, we just scratched the surface obviously but there'll be a lot more to be said in Las Vegas coming up in March at your event. So I want to again point people out to ncrma.net if you want to learn more about the insurance company and the conference, all of that right there. I just thought that um, getting this put together, this was an important subject. And I think we have to continue to go and thump on the issue of risk management compliance. It's very important. I mean, honestly, we could even put a show out there. You know, we don't have a, 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 standalone podcast that talks about that but I mean obviously that would be something that we could if we wanted to we could create a standalone podcast and have more than enough content to work off of and more than enough people to go and talk about this and not just about these three risks that we talked about in this program but I'm sure there's many others that'll be addressed at your conference and that you get each and every week so again I want to thank you both for being here on the program and thank you again for making time and letting us more about the NCRMA obviously want to go ahead and be able to know more if we get a chance to go and work together on some projects, but let's definitely keep in touch. Again, Rocco Petrilli and Tamal McBath, thanks again for being here with us on Bump. Thank you. Thanks for Mr. having Rasta, me. Thank you very much. My, my Thank pleasure. You. Thank you, listeners, for listening to us for another edition of Blunt Business and coming back for another year. We'll have more episodes. Probably not at the scale of doing three a month as we were doing, or three a week as we were doing last year. Like I said, we're spreading the wealth around of great guests and great content amongst some other programs. I hope you'll Definitely check out some of the programs I mentioned of. Just look for them at CannabisRadio.com, the Green Peak, Plant Profits, Cutting Edge of Cannabis, part of our business lineup of programming here on the network. I hope you'll go ahead and check that out for yourselves. And until next time, you know, please remember, you can download past episodes by going to CannabisRadio.com, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.